This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, two longtime media observers give us their forecast for the future of local news. Plus, a Chicago author and finance expert shares how girls and women of color can take steps to build personal and collective wealth. But first, here's a pop quiz. What job industry had the highest rate of quitting last year? Well, the answer is the, quote, educational services industry. Teachers. And many teachers who haven't left yet are considering it. One survey from June of last year found that one in four educators has thought about leaving his or her job. The teacher shortage has affected us here in Illinois, too, especially in rural parts of the state where most schools are understaffed. So we know that teachers are leaving the classroom, but where do they go after that? Joining us to talk about what it's like to quit teaching is Daphne Gomez. She's the founder and CEO of Teacher Career Coach. It's a company that offers career advice to educators. Daphne's also a former teacher. Welcome to the show, Daphne. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm curious, Daphne, do you, do you think this trend of teachers leaving their jobs has been going on for a while, or is this a new pandemic-related thing? Um. So, I mean, teachers are just like any other human. They are natural to want a new career from time to time. When I started, it was actually 2018, and there was definitely a need for people to find the support of what can you do outside of the classroom because there were some people who realized this just isn't a good fit for me. I have never seen it at the rate that it is right now, and I think that there are a couple different factors that could be playing into that. You know, the last two years have been very difficult and challenging for many teachers, but it's also the first time they've been exposed to so many different opportunities when their colleagues started to leave and then their colleagues started to talk about, well, I do this now, and, you know, maybe they had a salary increase, maybe better work-life balance. And I think it's a little bit of a snowball effect. Mm. Well, you mentioned, you know, some are looking at this career and saying, you know what, I don't think this is right for me. Can you dig into that a little bit more? What are they referring to, you think? Um, there's a high level of, like, burnout, lack of work-life balance when it comes to teaching. You go into the profession and you have these great, expectations of all the impact that you're able to make. And then sometimes maybe the district that you work at has very strict curriculum policy where you're not able to differentiate. You're on like a very strict time schedule. Or maybe you don't realize because it's your first career that being in a career where you are making hundreds of decisions almost every hour with 30 students, you mm -hmm. are differentiating and doing making 30 little decisions that the decision fatigue might weigh weigh on you at the very end of the day. There are so many different reasons why it ends up that it's not potentially the best career for every single person, even though every person went into it with a passion for education. Yeah. And then also there's, you know, the thing with most careers is there are there's room for growth. There's a different type of career trajectory. If you work at um, a larger company, you can change departments. But with teaching, there's really a couple of like district level coaching positions or just a principal role. And so some people may find themselves craving change, just simply liking to be mm -hmm. constantly learning and evolving as a person. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that either. So what about you? What was your own experience leaving the profession? Because you, um, you said you only started in 2018, right? Oh, no. so I left the classroom in 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, or 2017. Because I was going to say, you didn't last very long. 
Uh, no, I left the classroom in 2017. I actually was a fifth grade teacher for three years, and okay. I changed school districts. It's one of the things I always tell teachers to try to do if they're on the fence and they're not 100% sure to try and tra- change grade levels or change school districts and just see if a change in environment helps them feel that it's a better fit. And for me, I was struggling so much with my mental health at the time mm-hmm. and burnout. I was actually ending up finding myself at um, the hospital a couple of times for stress-related illnesses. Mm. And, you know, the very end of that school year really broke me, and I realized I just needed to try and find something else for a, at least a year because I was not the best thing for my students, and I just needed to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And I ended up actually landing a role um, as a professional development trainer for a Fortune 500 company, and I realized after a few months, no, this is a better fit for me. It's still showing my passion for education. I'm still doing trainings. I'm still working in education and able to impact education. Mm -hmm. But I had more autonomy and a little bit more flexibility. And it also opened my eyes to an entire world of former teachers who were working in different capacities. Yeah, so you essentially, you got out of that and you shifted into creating a company to help other teachers make career changes like you did. Yeah, so that really, when I was actually working for that Fortune 500 company, I was speaking at national conferences on behalf of this education company, and what I found, teachers would come up afterwards and say, how did you get this role? And I started to hear all these whispers of, oh, great presentation, but can you help me find other opportunities? And before the pandemic, it was really something that was stigmatized. People didn't talk about it very often. Even when I was leaving the classroom with colleagues of mine who knew I was breaking down and I needed anything else, the, you know, the chorus was saying, you are such a great teacher. You cannot leave this profession. And that was the mentality back then of people just stayed in the career for forever, no matter what. And so when I was doing these conferences and I heard all these people whispering and saying, I really need help, that's when I started to team up with someone who actually had 10 years of human resources and recruiting experience Mm -hmm. to help kind of determine the different places that she had seen teachers going and then coupling it with my experience of working in education companies and starting to just create this like community so everybody could find the support that I wish I had. Well, as we we mentioned off the top, Daphne, this industry had the highest rate of quitting last year. So where are teachers going? Um, They're going to a variety of different places. I always kind of put it into three little buckets. The first bucket um, are people who are still staying, working with children or wanting to work in a similar environment. So they may be going to museums, healthcare facilities that need people to actually still do training or um, education focus, and then also a lot of nonprofits. The second bucket, which is one of the more popular ones, is anything basically to do with an education company, not just professional development trainer or curriculum writer, but customer success managers. SDRs, BDRs, those entry-level sales positions are great for teachers who are looking for something that has 
um, a little bit more flexibility, but mm-hmm. also maybe a higher pay. And then account executive roles are usually for people who have leadership skills, um, have already been working or understand what's going on in the district's district policy making. Um, there's marketing teams. Uh, education companies that will hire former teachers because they understand the demographic. Mm -hmm. They know how to speak to that audience. They know uh, what that audience is really looking for. And then the very last bucket would be anywhere in like a learning and development department for any type of company. So Mm -hmm. training managers, um, instructional design is a huge one, which is also a role that I have held after I left the classroom. So, So um, and one that people don't really um, think about very often, but even just like an office manager position somewhere where you're organizing all the data, you're kind of like a team leader, maybe a project manager of some capacity. Uh, teachers just come to all of these skills with a lot of transferable experience, and they find it still intrinsically motivating um, to go to these types of positions. So I'm hearing you say, Daphne, teacher skills are very transferable, it sounds like. Yes, 100%. There are so many different things that teachers do, and they are so valued in the new positions, but there are skill gaps that they do need to upskill to make themselves more valuable candidates most of the time to help hiring managers see their value because hiring managers don't understand everything that's going on in a classroom. So the teachers who are really standing out and really competitive for these roles are, you know, taking courses online and learning the different, you know, product management, um, different type of, the different types of um, programs that they may be using for these roles on their own time. And that's also something that teachers are lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. They love learning and continuing to grow. And they're also able to take complex information, chunk it into something that's bite-sized, and actually train other people on it. It's That's what they've been skill. doing for their profession. And so they're able to actually use that in their own career hunt. Yeah, such a good skill to have, for sure. If you're just tuning in, that's Daphne Gomez, and she's founder and CEO of Teacher Career Coach. We're talking about what is motivating educators to leave their jobs for other industries. Coming up on the program, we're going to dig into how local news is changing in Chicago. So stay tuned for that conversation. Daphne, let's go back to something you you alluded to earlier. You know, a lot of people saying teaching is a calling for them, right? Uh, I hear folks uh, I've come across say, you know, I I don't do this for the money, right? I genuinely love kids and this is just my calling. So I imagine this is an emotional decision to just up and leave. Did you get that sense from the teachers you talked to? I don't like generalizing for anyone, for any audience, but what I am hearing from the majority of the educators that I talk to is this is their last resort. This was not something that they ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Even myself, I wanted to be a teacher forever. And then I realized when I went into it, that's heartbreaking. It's not the right choice for me. And so leaving is something that it feels like you're losing your identity. Many people have imagined being a teacher since they were little kids. And they also have this huge emotional connection to what a good teacher looks like. They had someone who inspired them that made them want to go into this profession. And so leaving it feels almost like a divorce. It's because this is a career you're supposed to be in 
forever. You you get into it with the understanding of I'm going to do that for 30 years or 40 years. Mm-hmm. And then realizing I have to leave this and it might also negatively impact someone else and it may negatively impact students, students' ability to achieve. And that is heartbreaking. It's probably the first time that they have put themselves in, in um, above someone else's needs yeah. for a very long time. You said something very powerful there. You said it feels like you're losing your identity when you leave uh, this industry. How, how do you think that that would impact the transition then, Daphne, when you step into a different industry, something new? Yes, there's probably relief from what you were getting away from, but it's got to be difficult, at least to start. It's, there is a lot. Um, there is a lot of times that I talk to educators specifically about this. I actually I have a podcast, and one of the things that I have made sure to do is make sure that I brought on a therapist who talks specifically about this, about why being in a giving position, you know, starts to weigh on people emotionally also because you are constantly kind of giving to other people. And then when it comes time to actually try and do something new, you start to struggle with, is that next role that I'm going to do, is it a calling? Is it, do I see an office manager position being as rewarding as being a teacher? And the answer is, on the surface, usually no. But once they found, when they get into the actual role, they're still a good person who likes to help other people. That's what a teacher really is. Like a teacher is someone who likes to support other people. They like to help people learn and grow. And so whatever position they go into after the classroom, once they're actually in it, they realize, they can still be a good person no matter what the role is. I've had um, conversations with software engineers, a third grade teacher who became a software engineer, and one of the things she naturally wanted to do in her new position was start to help other people who were learning to become software engineers. You're still going to be able to impact other people and be a good person, and that's where teachers really start to – find happiness outside the classroom Mm -hmm. once they're able to let go of just the teacher identity and like the career title being everything. Yeah, it's like once an educator, always an educator, for sure. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the podcast, Stephanie. One of your recent episodes is is about how a a career hunt is like dating. Give us a quick preview of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I think I said a a little snippet of it, um, just it felt like a divorce. But basically, you know, the longer that you've been in the career, the more heartbreaking it's going to be if you feel like you have whiplash, if you feel like out of nowhere, wait, this isn't what I thought it was, I'm I'm not going to be able to do this forever, I wanted to make this work, but it's no longer going to work, it can be something that is very heartbreaking to come to that realization because teachers, once again, went in it for um you know, for for their passion, and mm-hmm. it is it is very hard for them to walk away from it. I think another point that I make on that specific podcast is it's really important, like you would if you were on a first date, to come across eager but not entirely desperate for just anything. So I kind of make the joke of um, when you're looking for something, you can't just say, like, I'm looking for anybody but Steve. You need to be looking for something very specific and confident that you know what your non-negotiables are because hiring managers and companies 
are picking up on some people who are going in and just saying, I need anything except for what I was just doing right now. And that is not the way to alleviate concerns that you're ready to transition into a new role. Mm -hmm. You need to start exploring your new career opportunities figuring out what it is that you truly want, and that way you can go in confident and say, I know exactly what I want and not come across desperate. Now, that's great advice for, for any teachers who might be listening right now, Daphne, w- wondering what else is out there for me. Um, you know, Before I let you go, I, I know that you also offer paid coaching. So tell us, at what point should a professional, any professional, not just teachers, hire a career coach? very personal decision. I really strive to make the majority of what I do free. Teachers are, honestly, I remember what the uh, what the salary was like. I was barely able to pay my rent living in Los Angeles. So I've made an entire resource library of all the frequently asked questions. Um, I make YouTube videos to help them walk through like where they are on their pension. Um, to see whether or not it's a good fit to leave. Lots of different factors that are impacting this. But then when it comes to actually purchasing my paid program, that's for someone who just wants it all in one location, easy to go, like all the resume templates, and they're just struggling to get their foot in the door. They just want to make sure they have all the interview answers um, prepared in advance. So it's just someone who wants a fast track and then also maybe a private community where they're able to stay motivated and talk to some of the other former teachers. So it, I would recommend a professional, especially when it comes to rewriting your resume, if you are struggling with translating and articulating your skills because hiring managers often do not know what you are doing in the classroom. And so many things that I see teachers are um, using terminology specific to the classroom, like Mm -hmm. IEPs, where it should be um, translated into a way that's more aligned with what the actual job description is. And so a hiring manager can make that inference on why you are actually putting in IEPs on your resume. Um, But other than that, it's, it's mostly just kind of to help have all the resources ready to go and kind of a, um, kind of like a guide to help someone know what they should do first and then what they should do next. That's Daphne Gomez. She's founder and CEO of Teacher Career Coach. Daphne, thanks so much. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.